You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Alright, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. CJ Palmasano here, and we have a lot to get into this week. I hope you all enjoyed last week's episode with my good buddy Fozzie, where we talked about the top 10 Edge Dream matches. And with that being said, Edge returned to SmackDown the same day we released the podcast, and we're getting Roman Reigns versus Edge at Money in the Bank Fuck yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I'll get a little bit into that to start the podcast, but we have a lot of things to go over. We have some big news stories. We have a lot of stuff that's happened at AEW this past Wednesday. We got a lot of stuff that happened at NXT this past Tuesday. We have NXT TakeOver, sorry, NXT Great American Bash next week. Uh, we got uh, fucking AEW going back on the road next week. The, the touring is about to start. Wrestling is about to come back. In full-blown capacity, wrestling crowds are... Normal life is coming back, people. At least here in the States, it's coming back. We're I, I am so excited. I cannot wait. I am going to be going to NXT. Sorry, I'm fucking up today. Sorry, I had a very long work week, uh, work day today at the time I record this podcast. Um, uh, me, my, me, my, uh, me, myself, <laughs> can't talk today. Uh, Sean, our buddy Stiggy, and uh, Nate... Nate being a former guest of this podcast, and Sean, obviously, my uh, forever my co-host. Love you, buddy. Uh, we're going to be going to AEW in uh, Newark, New Jersey later this summer, uh, over in September. These are tickets that we've had since last year, before COVID happened, and we've been waiting forever. We were the ones who were supposed to go to the Blood and Guts show. In, in Newark. Yeah, that was supposed to be, when remember when it was Inner Circle versus the Elite when Cody was still in it and then they changed it, you know, Nick being out and Matt, you, you remember the story. Anyway. So we have a lot going on here. Uh live crowds are going to be returning soon to WWE and AEW. Uh it's very very exciting. Uh WWE announced that they're going to be having a MSG a, a SmackDown uh show which Sean sends me a message on Instagram so I'm like so we're going. I, I guess you want to go. And he responds with, does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> so I guess it means he doesn't want to go. Uh, I would love to go see uh, SmackDown in the Garden. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, I would love to see Roman Reigns uh, in this iteration of the character live. I'd love to see if Edge is going to be there. I'd love to go see it. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, there's so much we have to get into this week on uh, for, the, for, for wrestling right now, guys. So let's just get right into it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Edge going up against Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. Now, I like this for a few reasons. One, obviously, it's Edge versus Roman Reigns. It's the singles match we were supposed to get at WrestleMania. Uh, it makes sense. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, my only issue is is this, and I'm sure some of you will agree with me. Uh, Seth Rollins has made claims that he uh, should face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship as well. And Edge, you know, he said it the very same night Edge came back. Edge comes back, and now he's getting the championship shot. My worry for this is that Rollins is going to interfere and that will set up Edge versus Rollins at SummerSlam. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, CJ, isn't Edge versus Seth Rollins your your number one dream match 
force Edge for the comeback? Those of you who listened to the top ten list, yes. Those of you who didn't, here's a spoiler. Just go back and listen to the episode and go to the rest of the, to the, rest of the, uh, the podcast I did with Fozzie last week. So, yes. Edge versus Seth Rollins is by far my biggest dream match for Edge in the WWE. I want the match to happen, and the match is reported to happen at SummerSlam, which is great. My problem, though, is I don't want Rollins to get involved in the match and pretty much help Roman retain the title going after Edge. My thing is, I'm going to be expecting that throughout the match while I'm watching it. Oh, when's Rollins going to come in? When's Rollins going to come in? When is he going to come in? I don't want that. What I want is just a straight-up fun match between Edge and Roman Reigns. And if Seth Rollins wants to attack Edge afterwards, or if he attacks him on SmackDown after, I'd prefer that. I, I just don't want Seth Rollins to come in, interfere, and that's how Reigns wins the title. Because Roman has been doing an excellent job defending the title on his own with no interference lately. He's been doing an amazing job at that. Roman doesn't need to be a heel that needs to cheat to win. He doesn't need to cheat to win. He has in the past, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't need to. He is good enough on his own where he can be like, I got this. I don't need any help from anybody. And that's what I just, I don't want Rollins to interfere and cost Edge the match because it might take me out of the moment a little bit. I'll have to wait and see and see how they do it, but that's what I really just don't want. I really don't want Rollins to come in, interfere in the match, and then that's how we get Edge and Rollins. Just, you can do better. I mean, WWE can do better and they should do better, but they don't do better for a lot of things. Anyway, we're going to be moving on because we have a lot of other things to get into. So... Isn't it great watching WWE Dynamite? What? Oh, that's not what it's called. I mean, that's what JR called it. <laughs> JR called. It's not the first time he's done something like this. He, he's, he's referred to Kenny Omega as the WWE champion. Um, oh, well, Jim. I mean, it didn't take away from the great episode Dynamite had, uh, AEW had the other night. Uh, but before we get into uh, AEW Dynamite from uh, this week, I do want to shed some light and give some attention to uh, the main event of the Saturday AEW Dynamite Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega for the World Championship. Wow. Just fucking wow. I love that match. I loved it so much. I, I think it's one of, uh, it's for sure Jungle Boy's best match. Um, one of the best Kenny's had as champion. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely amazing. It, it just really goes to show how much stock AEW have in Jungle Boy and how much he can be a top star and a huge asset to the company for years to come. He's only 24 years old. He's He took Kenny Omega to the limit, and he just... It was amazing. The crowd was loving him. They were so... They were eating it up. Jungle Boy is so over as a babyface. The, uh, the Tarzan Boy theme song... Fits so well for him, and I can't wait to see how the other crowd's going to react when he goes to these crowds, you know, week city to city, and people are singing, oh, 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 oh. I, it's going to be so much fun. I probably might, might wear my Jungle Boy t-shirt when I go to, to AEW, that or my Hangman Adam Page shirt, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, props, man. Jungle Boy is, he is... He's on top of the world right now. He had an amazing match with Kenny Omega. I loved every second of it. And um, he also apparently, uh, I, I tweeted this out. 
with the with the news of that Jungle Boy apparently is dating Anna J. Uh, Anna J. of the Dark Order. Uh, he had posted a picture on his Twitter and Instagram of them kissing each other, and <laughs> immediately there were so many simp's for Anna J. who were so pissed off at Jungle Boy. I quote retweeted the picture of that he posted of him of him and Anna J. And I said, Saturday, Jungle Boy is the biggest baby face in all of pro wrestling. Monday, Jungle Boy is the biggest heel in all of pro wrestling. And it, I've, I've seen, I saw like stuff on Twitter. I legit saw somebody in all capital letters. I'm blocking Jungle Boy right now. I'm like, what the fuck did Jungle Boy do? Usually when I see shit like that, it's because somebody, he, he said something that offended somebody so badly. No, it's just the guy who was a simp for Anna J. So it's just it's so fucking ridiculous. Uh, congratulations to the two, to Jungle Boy and Anna J. It's fucking. I just find it funny all the people who are just so pissed off about this. And I saw so many Dolph Ziggler videos and gifts of it should have been me, and uh, a, a clip of Kevin Owens and when he was feuding with Braun Strowman, and it was like all the Anna J. Sims right now, the Jungle Boy, and Kevin Owens going no, 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 like. It's, it's absolutely, I'm not, I wish I was making this shit up, but, but it is like a lot of this shit is happening right now because so many guys are pissed off that on the internet are so pissed off that Jungle Boy's dating Anna J. Well, what the fuck do you expect? They work in the same company. They're around the same age. They're like 22, 24 years old. What the fuck do you, what? You really think you, you what, what? You really think you were going to have a shot with Anna J? Come on, man. Come on. Be fucking happy. Let the guy be happy. Jesus Christ. The guy's on top of the world right now. Other people other people were saying, like, um, Jungle Boy may have lost the battle, but he won the war when it shows a picture of him kissing Anna Jay. Good for those two, man. Just let him let him be happy. The dude just had the match of his life and he's and he got the and and he's got a, a beautiful girl with him. Let him be happy for fuck's sake. Moving on, let's go on to AEW. So a lot of stuff happened on AEW this past week on Dynamite, and we opened the show up with uh, the Young Bucks versus Pentagon Jr. and Eddie Kingston, and it was a Eliminator Championship match, meaning if Kingston and uh, Pentagon won, they would get a tag team title match next week um, at Road Ranger. I almost forgot the name of that show they're doing in Miami next week. So this this was an absolutely fun match. Uh, Brandon Cutler getting involved, being an absolute stooge and an idiot. The the Good Brothers came in, and then Frankie Kazarian uh, stopping the Good Brothers from helping the Young Bucks. The match was a lot of fun. There was a botched move though when I believe it was Penta who hit a, a Canadian Destroyer. Uh, hit a three count when Matt Jackson kicked out, and he said it was two. And the whole crowd going, that was three, and it was three. It was three, and it was a complete fuck-up and a botch. But the Young Bucks, man, (laughs) we were getting Joe Exotic. We were getting Joe Exotic chance. Because I think it was Matt or Nick. They, they both looked like Joe Exotic. And the, the ridiculous outfits they were wearing, it was absolutely funny. The Young Bucks like, are just doing really, really great work. I, I thoroughly enjoy their work every single fucking week. Uh, the match was a lot of fun. And I know Kingston and uh, Penta had teamed up uh, because, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, that whole thing. And, you know, uh, Kingston and Penta used to be tag team. Now, because while Moxley's out, I could, you know, to write off because Renee Young... Uh, had her baby. Also, Cody Rhodes and Brandy had their baby, so congratulations to them as well. Um, 
I am enjoying this. I'm enjoying that Kingston is still feuding with the Young Bucks and Penta's joined along with them. I, If I'm not mistaken, I think Ray Phoenix is out with an injury. I think he is. I could be wrong. I really didn't get to watch a whole lot of AEW when they were on Fridays and Saturdays. Like I, I just didn't get a chance to watch it, and that's why I wasn't really talking about it much on the podcast. I just want to briefly talk about Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega because it, it was just amazing. Um, but, yeah, the match was fun. I mean, Kingston and Penta have really great chemistry together the, against the Bucks, and it should be a, it should be a lot of fun. Crowd was eating it up. It was a lot. Uh, Chris Jericho on commentary was absolutely fantastic this week on Dynamite. I loved how he, when he was coming through the crowd, uh, they're singing Judas, and then someone had a uh, a poster that says Jim Ross is a national treasure, and it has Jim Ross's face photoshopped on Nicolas Cage's body. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, loved it. It was uh, it, it was just a fun fucking opening match. What, what more can you say? Young Bucks versus Penta and Eddie Kingston. Your good brothers got involved on behalf of the Bucks, and Brandon Cutler got involved behind the on behalf of the Bucks, and and Frankie Kazarian, who's been calling himself the Elite Hunter, has been getting uh, getting involved with these guys. So he's been fucking with the fucking around with the Elite and trying to get back at the Young Bucks for breaking up SCU. A lot of fucking fun. Um, then we uh, we had the we had an in ring segment. With Kenny Omega and Tony Schiavone, Kenny Omega uh, had said something something along the lines of, uh, "You know, Tony, you were asking me earlier, how is it that you, know, Kenny, you're so decorated and you're so uh, you have all these accomplishments? How do you keep motivating yourself every day?" And Tony Schiavone just goes, "I didn't ask you anything today, Kenny." Well, I'll answer your question, Tony. Like Kenny's being a total dickhead, uh, and with, I mean. Kenny Omega with the beard. He I don't know what is going on with the elite and their beards, but he looks like something. Jericho said it's like he looks like someone one of the Almond Brothers. I mean, Kenny looks like a fucking biker to me, or he looks like a like a he looks like like you know somebody from Red Dead Redemption Two with the with the fucking chops he's got going on at the moment. So Kenny Omega saying how he's beaten everybody. He's beaten the best. He, uh, the up uh, the up and comer the young up and comer in AEW he's beaten the best pure athlete that isn't uh, that isn't uh, named Kenny Omega in AEW he's beaten the best uh, the the top merch seller in AEW referring to Jungle Boy Pack and Orange Cassidy um, so he goes on and on and then the Dark Order comes out Evil Uno comes with a with a microphone it says Kenny 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 you know that that's not true what you're saying there is one person. Who you haven't beaten yet. And Kenny just runs down the dark order and says, What? Fives? What? You think he he's wouldn't last ten minutes in the ring with me? And let me tell you something. None of you are even close to be even remotely ranked to get a shot at my AEW championship. And Evil Uno agrees and says, You know, Kenny, you're right. None of us are ranked high enough. We don't have enough singles victories to have a, a match against you. But we all know somebody who is. Someone who we have befriended. And someone who you used to be very close friends with, and Kenny Omega says that if you're t- if you and I are thinking about the same person, he won't be happy that you spoke for him to me. He won't be he won't like that at all. That he won't like that he's speaking for him. Kenny uh, claimed that he that this person doesn't have the guts to face him. That he doesn't believe in himself. And can become AEW champion. Uh, can't become AEW champion, I believe. 
So we cut over to the Dark Order in the back, and here comes Hangman Page. Hangman, he confronts the Dark Order and asks why he went to Ken- they went to Kenny. The Dark Order tells Page that he's afraid of failure. Or, and that he, well, Hangman asks, like, do you think I'm afraid of Kenny? He's like, no, I'm not afraid of, afraid of Kenny. He's like, what was it? One of them said what about being afraid of Kenny. And I believe it was Cole Cabana who said, uh, Kenny, it's like, it's not the, it's okay to, it's okay to be afraid. Okay. Uh, it's okay that you're going to lose. Don't be afraid. It's okay if you're afraid of Kenny. It's okay you're afraid of Kenny, but don't be afraid of losing and failure. You don't want to fail. Like, you don't want to have to be afraid of failure because you're here. And Uno said to him, look, when I had my TNT championship match and I lost, you hosted me up on my shoulders. And you were there for me as a friend. And now we're here for you. Uh, you know, all of them leave. And then Alex Reynolds comes up to him and says that uh, Dark Water remind Paige that they are here for him regardless of if he wins or loses. But they believe that he can defeat Kenny. Reynolds claims Paige has waited long enough and that his time is now to be AEW champion. So it's finally starting. The story, the road to Hangman Adam Page becoming AEW champion is happening right now. I mean, I think this is something a lot of us as wrestling fans, as fans of AEW, have we've thought of for a long time. I mean, I I thought about this shit like last year when they were tag team champions. I kept saying that Kenny Omega was going to be the one to defeat to defeat John Moxley to become AEW champion, to hold on to that title, have a great title reign, do the belt collector gimmick, and eventually have Hangman Adam Page be the one to dethrone Kenny Omega. I mean, this is a perfect way to build it to all out. I mean, I hope they don't. I hope they do it in my show, but whatever. Uh, you know, this because it works out perfectly, and I've said this before, but I'll try and uh, re... Uh, to, to say it again for those who may not be aware. So, think about the history of Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. Think about the history of the Elite. They all came in together. Hangman Page, first of all, when he first came into AEW, that big uh, press re- rally where they had to announce AEW officially, Hangman Adam Page said that he wants to be the world champion. He wants to be the best. He wins the Casino Battle Royal. And he's going to face Chris Jericho at All Out later that year in Chicago. He loses. He kind of doesn't know what he's doing with himself. Then he starts drinking. And he starts drinking beers and whiskey down to the ring. And he's and he's connecting with the crowd. And he's having a lot of fucking fun. Him and Kenny Omega get paired randomly as a tag team. He's like, anywhere I try to leave the elite, they always just kind of come right back. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page win the tag team titles, and they were a fucking amazing tag team. They have that amazing tag team match at Revolution against the Young Bucks, where Kenny te- or sorry Hangman he teased turning heel, but it didn't happen initially. Uh, you know, Page and Omega continued to be tag team champions. They continued to defend the titles and have amazing tag team matches until All Out they faced the FT- FTR and. They lose, and Hangman and Omega is fed up, and he leaves. He tells the Bucks to come with him, and they don't come with him. It's been this whole big thing, and then Omega and Paige don't don't interact with each other or see each other ever again, 
until they win their respective matches for the Eliminator Tournament to determine who will face John Moxley for the World Heavyweight Championship later that year. Page was beaten by Omega. Page was seen in the in the the Babyface Tunnel when the Bucks won the AW Tag Team Championships. And all this has been building and building and building. And, and Hangman, he's been the number one ranked guy for a while now. But he's choosing not to face Kenny Omega. He's choosing to not invoke that he deserves a shot at the world title. You know, Alex Marvez and people have asked him straight up, so so when are you going to challenge for the title? Like, anyway, so John, Johnny's uh, shoulders feel a lot better, right, John? Uh, so he has had this this guilt. Uh, the, he's had this... this um, this fear, he has had this fear of facing Kenny because he's lost to Kenny, and he was and Paige was the reason that they lost the tag team titles. And now he sees his former tag team partner all in the high of the world, and he's and he's he's I would say depressed and, and fearful. But this is all what we want. This is what this was all building to. This is a building to Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. You do this. I, I think the perfect time now to do this is at all out. I think All Out is the perfect time to have Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Do it in Chicago. Have Page win the title in Chicago to an enormous pop. Because here is where it all ties in. All Out is where Hangman Adam Page had his first championship opportunity against Chris Jericho to become the first ever AEW champion. He lost. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega the following year defend the AEW Tag Team Championships against FTR. They lost. Hangman was pinned, was the reason they lost. Now you fast forward to 2021, Chicago, AEW's main event of All Out, Kenny Omega defending the world title against Hangman Adam Page. A two, uh, nearly a too-long story, the long-term storytelling and the booking of this story, to have Hangman Adam Page become the top babyface of AEW to beat Kenny Omega. Now, I will say this real quickly. That Roman Reigns, he might be having a better championship run than Kenny Omega, arguably. But one thing WWE is not doing is they are not building a credible babyface challenger to dethrone Reigns. And that's why I think he's going to hold on to the title for a very, very long time. Whereas AEW, on the other hand... They have been building Kenny as a great champion. They have been building him up as his big bad guy who's practically unbeatable. But at the same time, they are building a top babyface to dethrone him. And they and he is having great matches with these other potential babyfaces, babyface challengers. It might be similar to Reigns in the sense that, oh, Jungle Boy was not going to beat Kenny Omega for the world title. And no, he wasn't. But he was going to have a great match and he did. But this is what this is the this is the big difference between WWE and AEW's booking. They're focus they're doing something great with Roman Reigns, but they're focusing too much on him and not so much on a top babyface contender to, to dethrone him. AEW is building on all aspects of their roster, and they are building towards Hangman Page becoming the one to defeat Kenny Omega. The journey starts now. It's time now f- for page to become champion and go after Omega and I cannot wait it is the perfect time to do it especially since crowds are coming back I can't fucking wait man I cannot wait 
And to close things off here with AEW, talk real briefly about Sammy Guevara versus MJF. These guys had a killer match. They had amazing chemistry together. It was the main event of the show. Uh, MJF playing the perfect heel. Sammy Guevara playing the perfect babyface. I've said many, many times that once Sammy Guevara is able to be a babyface, because he always kind of moved like a babyface in the ring. Now that he is officially a babyface, it's just great to see him wrestle like one. It's just so great to see it. all the flips and the tricks that he does. I mean, that 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 dive, the jump he did over the top rope to get to MJF in the crowd, that was really, really cool. You know, Sammy Guevara going to do the rolling 360 and then MJF just rolling out of the out of the ring, being a total dickhead, being, a very, again, a perfect heel. The match got, uh, ended with uh, Wardlow and, Sh- and Sean Spears getting involved. Uh, Sean Spears is going to get involved, hit Sammy Guevara, but then Chris Jericho is like, I'm not letting that happen. And then Chris Jericho is going to come even the odds. And then Wardlow is waiting to try to attack him. Uh, MJF got picked up the victory because of Wardlow and Sean Spears, but this was a lot of fun. And again, this this is another great thing that AEW does all the time. They're highlighting their young talent. They obviously have huge plans for MJF and Sammy Guevara for them in the future. I have also said in the past that I think Kenny Omega... I thought Kenny Omega is going to be the one to dethrone John Moxley. I think Hangman Adam Page is going to be the one to dethrone Kenny Omega. And I think MJF is going to be the one to dethrone Hangman Adam Page. Give, I think they're going to give Page a decent title reign, and they're going to have him hold the title for a little while. But I think MJF is the next one to become champion after Hangman Page. Because this is where this is all building to. This is for sure building to Jericho and MJF at All Out for them to have their big blow-off singles match. And MJF, I'm sure, will win the match because he he needs the win more than Jericho does. I think that will set up Page versus MJF down the line. How long Page holds the title for when MJF wins the title? I have no idea. But I think MJF is the one to win the championship after Hangman Adam Page. You can quote me on that. Dynamite was a lot of fun, uh, and we're going to get into predictions for Road Rager for next week. So real quick, we're going to go through this, and then we'll get into NXT and a few news stories that happened. So uh, for Road Rager, we have uh, Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy versus the Bunny and the Blade. I'm going to go with uh, Statlander and Cassidy, because why not? Um, we're going to have Jake Hager and Pride and Powerful versus Wardlow and FTR. I'm going to go with Wardlow and FTR here. Um, we gonna, we're going to have Andrade Elidolo having his debut match in AEW against Matt Seidel. Andrade's got to take the victory there. No questions asked. Uh, then we're going to have Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall in a strap match. Um, Cody, because Cody seems to be the one winning this feud, and he seems to... I, I really don't know where they're going with this with Cody Rhodes. I don't know what they're doing with him. I don't know where where the end game of this story is. I don't know what the direction of this story is. I'm sure, you know, that Cody's, you know, he's working with his friend QT and, you know, they're helping younger guys in his in his training facility with Cody, but but I don't see how this this helps anybody. I, I just want I, I want better for this story. I want better for, for Cody. I, I I just think they need to move on. I think they need to move on after this and having just have Cody win. Just 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 move on. You know, uh, and then finally, the Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and Pentagon Jr. Uh, the Young Bucks, because I don't see Penta, Penta and uh, Kingston taking the titles off of them. I really don't. Um, the Young Bucks are probably going to hold on to those titles for a very long time. And I don't know what babyface tag team is going to be eventually beat them for the titles. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, 
Uh, next up, we're going to get into some news stories. Uh, actually, no, wait. There is one more thing that I wanted to say. One more thing I want to say about AEW before we get on uh, to NXT and some of the news stories. Uh, they did play a beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, video package highlighting from when the pandemic, they started doing their shows in Jacksonville, the pandemic, up until now. And it was really, really well done. They show Cody in the ring with that promo and then, then Kenny and Hangman and all the guys, the elite coming in, uh, talking about, you know, what they're going to be doing going forward. And it's just a slow progression. Like all the highlights of last year, you know, you know, Matt Hardy and Brody Lee making their debut, the stadium stampede, Brody Lee versus John Moxley at double or nothing. Hikaru Shida winning the championship, Brody Lee winning the TNT championship and, and squashing Cody, uh, just, just so many, uh, moments and highlights of dynamite last year, you know, FTR debuting and going face to face with the young bucks for the first time. Uh, you know, the blood and guts match, the pinnacle, uh, forming, you know, it's, you know, the inner circle at, uh, I think, uh, you know, at double or nothing. And they showed the highlight of, the, of the, uh, of the, the Brody Lee tribute show. And, you know, there was a lot of, uh, it was very touching seeing the, the Brody Lee stuff. And it was a goodbye to Jacksonville because, you know, for the past year, you know, these, they've been running these shows in Jacksonville and the fans that have shown up there and, Game giving it their all. Uh, it was. It's an end of an era, for sure. But it's the start of something new. It's a start, well, not new, but it's the start of getting back to where AEW should have been. And I think they would have been having a very profitable profitable year last year had the pandemic not happened. So now, I'm excited for the road. I'm excited. To, I'm excited for my show in uh, later later in September. I can't wait to see wrestling crowds back on TV because that is going to make things so much more fun. It already has with some of the stuff they've been doing in Jacksonville, but time to move on, going to other states, AEW. I can't wait. Now getting to a bit of a news stories. A big congratulations to Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch for getting married this week. Uh, they had their baby earlier this year, uh, and now they've gotten married. Good for them. Congratulations to the happy couple. Uh, Vince McMahon is he visited the performance center and the reason for this is that he wants wrestlers to start getting back into in-ring shape better shape so they can be prepared to go take the toll of the road again uh, and that just makes sense considering um, you know these wrestlers have kind of been in a mode where they're just like all right we're only working like one or twice one or two times a week and now we get now dude you got to get on in on in shape my guy you got to get uh, ready for the fucking road and ready for crowds again, which I'm sure the wrestlers are, but I, I mean, hey, that just makes sense in the part of Vince. Uh, but imagine being like, you know, some young NXT talent and you, you know, you, uh, <laughs> you, you, you haven't been on NXT TV yet and you maybe, you haven't, you've done a few indie shows here and here and there. You've made a decent name for yourself in the indies and then in comes Vince McMahon to the Performance Center out <laughs> of fucking nowhere. I'd be shocked. I know I would be. Um, Next up, we have uh, Samoa Joe uh, saying that he will absolutely wrestle. And along with his uh, with his role as an enforcer in NXT, he's also apparently a talent scout for WWE to try and find new talent, which I like that very much. Makes a lot of sense for Samoa Joe to do that, wouldn't it be? I mean, he's one of the best wrestlers in the past 10, 15 years. You know, uh, and it's great to see say that he will absolutely wrestle again because, hell, there's a lot of fucking matches we want to see Samoa Joe have. Maybe we'll have a top 10 Samoa Joe dream list uh, episode, maybe one day. I think so. Uh, wait, stay tuned for that one. Um, 
that's great to hear because I think Samoa Joe should wrestle again. It's it's been so damn long since we've seen him have a match. I I don't even remember the last time Samoa Joe had a match. I I don't remember. I don't remember when the last time he had a match and I want to say it had to be it it couldn't have been uh him versus Ricochet in 2019. I feel like he's had more matches than that. But um, but yeah, I, I don't remember Samoa Joe's last match that he had. I really don't. It's been so long. I just miss him in the ring. He's just he's grand the mic, but he's amazing in the ring. And we need Samoa Joe back in the ring. God damn it! So next we're gonna go into NXT and the things that happened there. Uh, Johnny Gargano appears to be carrying across his next challenger for the NXT Championship. Uh, Cross attacked Johnny last week, but this time Johnny attacked Carrying Cross uh, uh, backstage. Uh, carrying across to Johnny, trying to get one up on me. Uh, and he's like, so where are you? I'm right here, Cross. He's like, so Johnny says that the ring is his. He's in, that Cross is in his world. And that one thing Cross doesn't have that Johnny does have is talent and that he's smarter than him. And then it comes Austin Theory attacking, carrying Cross from behind. Then come Johnny Organo doing the double beatdown uh, to the point where Cross is is about to demolish Gargano in theory to the point where security has to come down and break it up. Joe comes down, breaks it up. Karrion Cross just stares in the face of Samoa Joe intensely and goes, great job, Joe. Doing a great job. So they have been planting seeds for a bunch of different matches for Joe. Karrion Cross in particular. Uh, I think Cross versus Joe would be a really, really great match. Obviously, I've said that before. I don't think um, uh, we're going to be seeing Cross versus uh, Gargano next week at Great American Bash. Probably the next takeover, whenever that takeover will be. Probably SummerSlam weekend, maybe. I'd have to say SummerSlam weekend is probably the next takeover we'll get in some in some form or another. So carrying Cross versus Johnny Gargano, uh, and it appears Johnny Gargano may be turning a bit babyface again. Who knows? I mean, I I would want that. I mean, babyface Johnny Gargano is the best version of Johnny Gargano, in my humble opinion. Uh, and MSK and Tommaso, MSK, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher had a uh, stare down, a face off before their tag team match for next week. You know, MSK, you know, they were getting a lot of booze and they were they were not <laughs> Ciampa and Thatcher are clearly the, the crowd favorites. You know, they I mean, they're trying to talk shit. And then he just says. And the crowd just starts going, Champa's gonna kill you. Champa's gonna kill you. Uh, what was the guy uh, in MSK's name? I can't try to remember his fucking name. The one who, who slapped uh, Champa, uh, Nash Carter. He just smacked Champa in the face. I believe that's when the crowd was saying, Champa's gonna kill you. Thatcher wanted to kill them, and he's holding them back. And he says, You know, this week you get a free pass. Next week you just wrote your own death warrant. And I. I I have said before that I wish Tommaso Ciampa was more in the role of the old Tommaso Ciampa when he was, you know, a heel and the championships, the NXT championship was most important to him. But I got to say, though, I am liking the team of Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. They've grown on me uh, and I'm probably most excited for that. Well, there it's, it's that their match is one I'm most uh, one of um, one of Matt bleh, one of the few that I'm most excited for I can't wait for MSK versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher um, I remember uh, Ciampa put something up on Instagram the other day where Nash Carter slapped him and he put the caption of how do you report a murder before it happens Ooh, yep Ciampa's gonna kill you I can't wait for it. it's gonna be a lot of fun 
next, we also had that uh, Isaiah. Sw- I'm going to be jumping around here, but Isaiah Swerve Scott is the new NXT North American Champion, challenging Bronson Reed and winning in the main event of the of the night. Um, I guess Bronson Reed's going up to the main roster. Him and Karrion Cross had dark matches on main event, and Karrion Cross's entrance on main event was horrible. I mean, they didn't do the the NXT entrance. They didn't have Scarlet with him. They just he just kind of walked down to the ring, and that that was it. And it really wasn't that great. Uh, Bronson Reed. I mean, he had an okay match. I, I uh, what is it with Vince wanting to call up the champions so soon? I mean, I guess Bronson Reed is going to be coming up with the main roster. I hope he would come to SmackDown. Um, I'm just worried. I'm really, really, wor- I'm really worried for him because you know they built him really well and they built him out to be a credible challenger for the North American title and to beat Johnny Gargano. And now he's hasn't had the title. For, he's only had the title for a few weeks, and now he's dropped into Isaiah's Swerve Scott, which I'm not. Uh, mad about, by the way. I think Isaiah Swerve Scott and Scott and Hit Row are fucking money. They're all great, um, but it's just at the cost of Bronson Reed, and I'm just worried about him going forward. It was a great match. It was a lot of fun, and Isaiah Swerve Scott will do great things with that championship. And speaking of which, you know, you had the NXT breakout cha- uh, breakout tournaments coming back. Guys like Isaiah Swerve Scott and Angel Garza. Uh, Dexter Loomis and more were in that. Uh, Cameron Grimes were in that tournament, and now we're going to be having a new tournament. You know, all those guys were relatively unknowns, and now all the guys I just mentioned, with the exception of Angel Garza, they're all staples of NXT. And at least Angel uh, Andrew Angel Garza was at one point. So I'm excited for the breakout tournament. Um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Samoa uh, Samoa Joe. Kyle O'Reilly and. Uh, Adam Cole had a in-ring uh, promo segment. Kyle calls out Adam Cole. Cole comes down right about right as about he's about to talk. Samoa Joe comes down and says, "Listen, gentlemen, I pardon my interruption, but I just don't want any funny business like we did last week. Uh, so I'm just here to oversee things. So please continue." And Adam Cole saying how before he was rudely interrupted that Kyle O'Reilly knows that he's that that. Uh, and he's obsessed with Adam Cole, and that he want and he wants to be Adam Cole. And Kyle's like obsessed, Adam. If I remember correctly, I'm the one who beat you. You didn't show up for six weeks, and as soon as you came back, you came and attacked me. So who's the one that obsessed? And Cole is saying how in undisputed era he carried him. You know all the championship victories he had. Who was next to him? Adam Cole. Like he would be nothing without him. Kyle O'Reilly says that this time in undisputed era. He is ashamed of it, and he can't believe he worked with someone as such uh, of a sleaze bag, a scumbag like Adam Cole. Paraphrasing here, um, Adam Cole says that you know that that he, is Adam Cole saying that he know that Kyle knows that Adam Cole is better than Kyle O'Reilly. He knows it, whether Samoa Joe wants to admit it or not, knows it, and Kyle O'Reilly's wife knows it. Kyle O'Reilly gets mad. He's like, don't you ever mention my wife again. And they're getting each other's faces. Cole slaps the microphone out of his, uh, O'Reilly's hands. Joe's trying to settle them down. He's like, settle down, settle down. He starts to back up. Joe starts to, you know, Cole seems like he's going to walk away. And then he goes to strike Kyle O'Reilly. Joe is in the way. Joe, du- uh, Joe ducks. And then Kyle O'Reilly gets Cole in the heel hook. And Cole's just... In the, he's ah, he's tapping out. He's in pain. He's trying to attack. He's like, Joe, get him off me. Joe, get him off me. And Joe doesn't do anything. 
Samoa Joe doesn't do anything. He just lets it happen. He just lets it's uh, Cole sit there and take the punishment. And again, this is just setting up uh, more for uh, an eventual match between Adam Cole and uh, Samoa Joe. And it's a lot of fun. And I'm fucking excited, man. I really, really am. I really cannot wait for for this uh, for next week for uh, t- uh, NXT Great American Bash. So to wrap things up with the podcast this week, we are going to be talking about doing my predictions for NXT The Great American Bash. First off, we're going to be doing LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the Million Dollar Championship. And if Grimes loses, he will become LA Knight's butler. Um, I'm going to be going LA Knight here. I think that this is going to be a longer journey for Grimes to get a big babyface win. And I think they could do some really funny stuff, Grimes and Knight together with uh, Grimes as his butler. I think that would be a lot of fun. So LA Knight to win, which, by the way, he's been fucking amazing with his promos. One, of the, I think one of the best promo guys that they have on NXT. Next up for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, we have The Way of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell defending against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. I have Candice and Indy to retain here. Um, I just don't think that Io and Zoe are going to win the tag team titles. They've just kind of been a thrown-together tag team right at the moment. If they want to keep them tagging together, that's fine. But it's clear to me that NXT have big plans for Zoe Stark. Uh, you know, she's only 27 years old. She's absolutely fantastic in the ring. You know, she's been wrestling since uh, 2013, it says. So not not that long, but it's but she's very, very impressive. And I think she could I think she could learn a lot being in the ring with someone like Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. So I'm looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun, but the way to retain here. Next up for the NXT Tag Team Championships, we have MSK of Nash Carter and Wesley versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. And I am predicting brand new tag team champions here. Um, Ciampa and Thatcher are over. It's been building for a while. Uh, these guys should be the tag team champions. Uh, MSK, you know, things were working for a bit. But I think it's kind of dwindling down. Maybe they need a heel turn or change in their characters. But I have Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher to become the new NXT Tag Team Champions. And finally, the main event of the show will be Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Uh, it just says a singles match here. I don't believe it's going to be an unsanctioned match. Now, this is where it, it kind of... I'm kind of uh, unsure about this one. On the one hand, you could do Kyle O'Reilly and maybe Adam Cole gets mad and you set up a match between him and Samoa Joe. Or you have Adam Cole win here and then he kind of goes off and tries to go after the NXT Championship, setting up Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in the future um, for the championship at one point. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say Adam Cole. I'm going to say Adam Cole because I think that that Samoa Joe match could happen but I don't. It definitely will, I think. But I don't think Samoa Joe is going to be wrestling on NXT for a while. I don't think we're going to see him wrestle for quite some time. I think we could see him wrestle a match probably at the next take, if not this takeover that comes up possibly in August, definitely the following one. So I think. I still think we're going to build to a feud between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly where Kyle O'Reilly eventually wins the NXT Championship from Adam Cole. But I don't think we're going to get that Samoa Joe-Adam Cole yet match just yet. 
I think they're really going to make us wait, and they're really going to make us thrive. And when Samoa Joe does get in the ring for his first match back, we're going to be so fucking excited. So I think that'll do it for this week, for this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all so much, guys, for listening. Uh, Please be sure that you're following us on Twitter at TNAWP, on Instagram at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Podcast, not podcast, podcast. Uh, please be sure that you are leaving us five-star reviews, sharing us with your friends, with your family, all a bunch of different wrestling fans. Go on on Reddit, on on forums, and tell us about this pod. Uh, tell people about this podcast. Please, 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 please. I see you guys are downloading. I see you guys are listening, and I really appreciate every single one of you who listen every single fucking week. I love every single one of you. And please be sure, if you are a Marvel nerd, please be sure to be listening to Fan Speculation as well. Uh, myself and my buddy Vinny, we just put out the new episode yesterday at the time of this recording uh today actually anyway the time of this release of this podcast it was yesterday we released this so please go look up span span there fan speculation on uh apple spotify your favorite podcast app i told you i couldn't really fucking talk today guys i told you um Thank you all so much for listening, guys. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's CJ underscore 1214. On Instagram, at CJ underscore 1293. So thank you all, guys, so, so much for listening. Um, what match are you most looking forward to at Great uh, Great American Bash coming up? Uh, do you think that it, Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega will happen at All Out? Do you think it'll happen on a Dynamite? Let us know. Do you think maybe AEW might want to spice things up? You know, maybe they want to wait until pay-per-view, or maybe because crowds are coming back, they want to give a little something special. Who the fuck knows? But let us know at TNAW, at TNAWP on Twitter, or at CJ underscore 1214 on Twitter. I'll be putting up some polls, guys. Um, definitely want to hear your thoughts and your opinions on what you think is going to be happening. Because, in fact, you know, I put up some polls a little while ago. Let's act Real quickly before we end the podcast, let's see what you guys thought of the polls that we put out here. So uh, we put out a poll recently, a few polls recently, and it says, what match are you looking forward to most for Money in the Bank? Reigns versus Edge, Flair, Ripley versus Flair, Lashley versus Kingston. 86% of you said Reigns versus Edge. 14% of you said Lashley versus Kingston. Zero said Ripley versus Flair. I fucking agree with you. I don't think they know what they're doing. But... I'm not going to talk about that because we don't talk about Raw on this podcast anymore. Anyway, uh, we also have another poll um, with reports of Becky Lynch returning backstage. Where would you want to see her? 100% of you said SmackDown. And honestly, that is the right call to make, guys. That is the absolute right call to make. We don't want to fucking see her on Raw. As great as Becky is, they could fuck her all up. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I have been CJ Palmasano. Hope you all have a great, safe, happy 4th of July weekend for all my American listeners. Uh, for those of my listeners who are not in the 4th, who are not uh, celebrating the 4th of July, go get drunk anyway. Go have a good fucking time. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I've been CJ. See you all next time.